Hello, I'm Shruti Avasti, and you're listening to my brand new podcast called The Sunkissed Souls. Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome back to another enchanting episode of The Sunkissed Souls. I'm Shruti Avasti, your storyteller. who is navigating the symphony of my life so whether you've been with us from the beginning or if this is your first foray into our tales i invite you to immerse yourself in this experience and if you're just joining us consider this your invitation to binge listen to the episodes that you have missed so against the evolving contents of this podcast the words of dead poet society carpe diem seize the day my boys this chapter lays the foundation for the unwritten tales that follow the uncharted landscapes of academia corporate corridors and the vibrant tapestries of global travel the rhythm of life like a captivating film score intensifies with every step into the unseen landscape and for those of you who have an eclectic taste in music The title Unwritten is picked from Natasha Bedingfield's song by the same name. And in case you haven't heard the song, I strongly urge you to give it a try. So let's begin the storytelling today. From biochemistry to business world. Well, my love for biochemistry was quite evident in my taste in perfumes. Do you know that perfumes act as a natural pheromone, attracting the finer things in life? But as most teenage love stories, I had to break up from biochemistry and look for a more practical choice in life. Just like a good spouse, one who could afford to pay my bills, help me be independent, and of course could afford me expensive perfumes. Societal pressures intensified as traditions pushed my father towards the age-old practice of arranging my marriage. However, within this familial drama, I chose the pathless travel, a detour into business studies. The decision reshaped the narrative of my life akin to a plot twist. With an MBA comes the promise of a good career launchpad, and which self-respecting I'll work till I drop dead girl wouldn't want that, correct? Also, can we please talk about the magic beans of the adult world? Money. Money. like a whimsical fairy godmother has the power to grant the freedom to live your life on your own terms when you make a decent amount of it people tend to let you live your life in peace it is the ultimate charm the golden ticket to the playground of autonomy so i thought let's make money maybe that will keep the societal pressure off of me but i couldn't be more wrong Socrates once said an unexamined life is not worth living well socrates buddy you never had to pay rent utilities and the ever increasing subscription fees for streaming services did ya allow me to add a twist to that ancient wisdom of yours an unpaid bill is an unamused landlord now it's all about the corporate hustle at an american conglomerate for me in this installment Let's dive into a chapter that turns the passion paradox into a tale of victory. You see there I was pouring every ounce of passion into my projects, fully committed to making waves, 
And then the unexpected happens. You know, Shruti, you're too passionate about this. Now, I'd bet my favorite pen that no man has ever been handed that line. Instead of conforming, I cranked up the passion even more. I began to see it not as a flaw, but as a signature move, a testament to my dedication and investment in what I do. And here's where the narrative takes a twist. I channeled that passion into tangible results. The more they said it was too much, the more I let my work speak for itself. Projects flourished, teams' productivity soared, ideas were binging, and the impact was undeniable. So here I am, desperately trying to keep my career boat afloat amidst the biased winds. The challenges are all real and something that each one of the women hearing this podcast has been through. I mean, why am I the only person people look at when it comes for arranging a social gathering or seeking everybody's feedback and making sure that there are enough napkins on the table? Why are we never asked for our opinions? Why are we never asked to lead things the way we want to? Is it too much to ask? As I was grappling through all of this, like a beacon in the storm, one of my mentors offered a guiding light. Sometimes it is the people who no one imagines anything of who do the things that no one can imagine. These words set the stage for a detour, an international assignment paving the way for the grand academic journey ahead. His words were like a compass pointing north when the seas were at their roughest. So cue cinematic reference number two. My life feels like the secret life of Walter Mitty. I'm on this global adventure, undertaking international assignments, discovering new facets of life and self. Amidst the professional chaos, there was also the persistent societal question about my impending marriage. And instead of succumbing to the pressure, I decided it was time to break free from the monotony. My solution? Find something exhilarating, something that resonates with my spirit and focus all of my energy on that. So the decision was practically very swift. Look for a proper role, book the tickets, take your flight and embrace the unknown. The destination? Who cares? And where it led me was a tapestry of cultures, a canvas painted with the hues of diverse workplaces and landscapes. The decision to take on international assignments wasn't just a career move. It became my own declaration of independence. It was me soaring into the unknown, ready to embrace the challenges and eager to let each new experience shape my narrative. And now, for the final twist so far, and the biggest one, my dear listener, calls for a drum roll because it is about my move to Canada. So buckle up because this chapter is like a solo road trip through the great white north, Canada, the land of politeness, maple syrup, and maybe a moose or two. So grab a virtual Tim Hortons coffee and let's dive in. <music> Well, you have to understand that at this point in my life, the journey wasn't just geographical. It was a transformative leap into a new way of life. As the cold winds of Canada whisper tales of promise, I can't help but recall the timeless wisdom of the Wizard of Oz. There is no place like home. Because when I came to Canada, I knew absolutely nobody. Unlike a lot of people, I do not have extended family or family friends who are here. I have no relatives who were ready to give me a place to seek refuge in. And 
everything was just so new. So when I say there is no place like home, I was caught up in the ultimate conundrum. What happens when home stretches across continents and becomes a mosaic of cultures? That's the question that will unfold in this, the fourth and the most pivotal chapter of The Unwritten. Can you believe that even though I can share my life story on a podcast, I'm almost always short of words when someone asks me, where are you from or where is your home? Defining home for me is akin to capturing the essence of a transient breeze or confining the boundless expanse of the cosmos within the confines of a singular thought. My journey, traversing through varied cultures and countries, has been a philosophical exploration of the ever-elusive concept of home. It transcends the conventional boundaries, making it a nebulous abstraction that eludes definition. Writers like Pico Ayer have eloquently expressed the paradox of home in their work, and I find solace in Ayer's musings. Where you come from now is much less important than where you are going. The transient nature of my journey reinforces the idea that home is not a stagnant point, but a fluid trajectory constantly shaped by the currents of experiences. In the film, In the Mood for Love by Wong Kaiwar, there's a poignant dialogue. He remembers those vanished years as though looking through a dusty window pane. The past is something he could see, but not touch. And everything he sees is blurred and indistinct. This encapsulates the intangible quality of a home, a sentiment I have grappled with as my experiences stretch across continents. The philosopher Martin Heidegger, known for his exploration of existentialism, once posited that home is neither here nor there. Home is within you or home is nowhere at all. This encapsulates my profound struggle with defining home. It's not just a geographical location, but an internal compass, a resonance that accompanies me regardless of the external coordinates. I was 28, single, and felt like the star of my own offbeat indie film. Canada wasn't just a destination. It was my personal stage, and I was the conductor of my solo symphony. Think of international assignments as the prelude, and Canada as the grand overture. Because why not? So I waltzed into Canada with a skip in my step and a cup of Tim Hortons in my hand. Navigating the intricacies of settling in a new country isn't without its challenges. But with each challenge, resilience became my constant companion. The Canadian landscape, both geographical and societal, set the stage for self-discovery and reinvention. Landing in the great white north, the air itself seems to whisper tales of resiliency and promise. From the multicultural vibrancy of Toronto to the pristine beauty of the Rocky Mountains, every corner of Canada became a stage for new experiences and encounters. 
As we step into the untold tales of my life in Canada, feel the crisp air, hear the crunch of snow underfoot, and see the twinkle of city lights against the backdrop of a winter night. This isn't just about relocation. It's about embracing a new identity, a new sense of belonging in the vast expanse of Canada. In our next episode, we will talk about my Canadian immigration experience, the journey from Dubai to landing my first job in Toronto. The tales are many ex- and exciting, and you have a lot to catch up on. As I reflect on the intricacies of my journey, I'm reminded of a line from the novel, The Shadow of the Wind, by Carlos Ruiz Zafon. Every book, every volume you see here has a soul. The soul of the person who wrote it and of those who read it and lived and dreamed with it. Similarly, every place I have lived, every culture I have embraced, contributes to the evolving narrative of my internal home, a story written in the ink of diverse experiences. And there you have it, dear listener, the wrap-up of this immersive journey through the chapters of Unwritten. Stay tuned for the continuation of the narrative. Life, like a gripping novel or an epic film, is just a journey of twists, turns, and unexpected crescendos. Thank you for being part of the storytelling odyssey. And remember, the best stories are those yet to be told. So until next Friday, may you find your home, stay warm, and stay sun-kissed.